0: Welcome to The Unfamiliar Shift with me, Ariella, the Boutique Lifestyle Leaders Association's Hospitality Show. This is a podcast about the boutique hospitality community and how its top industry executives and leaders stay up to date on the best innovative trends in boutique hotels all around the world each season I'll bring my favorite visionaries to candidly discuss new philosophies ideas and innovations in the hospitality industry primarily the boutique community I'm excited to share with you some of my intimate conversations with these extraordinary leaders as we navigate the unfamiliar shift of boutique hospitality this podcast is brought to you by Solanus the intuitive boutique hotel property management system in this episode, I am extremely excited to welcome our special guest, Kat Lowe, who is the founder and president of Eaton Workshop. Born in Hong Kong, Kat is a next-generation leader, driven by her moral compass and committed to reimagining the future of hospitality for the betterment of the people and the planet. In 2011, Kat joined her family business in hospitality, and just a few years later, her father appointed her president of Eaton Workshop. It was in 2014 when Kat founded Eaton as a global hospitality company with a mission to uplift the human spirit and to transform hospitality into a force for creativity and social and environmental impact. Building upon her creativity and passion for the arts, Kat and her team launched Another World is Possible in 2020. Which is an online multimedia festival featuring innovative panel discussions and original short films produced by Eaton itself. Now, fast forward to the present day, and Catlow is officially the chair of Eaton Workshop with an emphasis on progressing Eaton's storytelling and sharing impactful pieces of thought leadership with the world. So, with that, let's give a warm welcome to our featured guest, Catlow. Hey, everyone, it's Ariella over at The Unfamiliar Shift, and I'm joined today by Kat Lowe, founder of Eaton Workshop. I first met Kat at last year's um, BLLA Leadership Conference, but I've been following Kat for many years as she's been disrupting the boutique hospitality industry, and I'm so excited to get to sit down with her and catch up. Kat, how are you doing? It's great to be here with you, Ariella. I remember
1: such an inspiring conversation we had at the Leadership Conference, and I'm excited to continue it here.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. Well... Everyone knows that I love to start out with this question. It's a great way to see how we're all connected. And that question is, how did you enter the hospitality industry and how did you come to build your career in this specific community in the industry?
1: One of the quotes that really inspired my journey at Eaton was Joseph Campbell's Follow Your Bliss, because it's all about following this North Star and things will happen organically. Doors will open pathways will open that you didn't know were there. And I feel like that's a very apt way to describe my journey in hospitality. I actually started out in the arts. I went to film school and I worked as an activist in the early 2000s. So I started in art and impact work and I never thought that I would enter business. But almost, let's see, around 10 years ago, my father, who runs our Family business in real estate and hospitality. He mentioned at the dinner table that he had acquired the IBM building by Mies van der Rohe in Chicago and he was going to convert that into a luxury hotel, his brand, Langham. And I've always had a lifelong love for design and architecture, and I just found it really iconic and historic that a Mies building was going to be converted into a hotel. And I actually asked if I could film that process using my filmmaking background and I started attending those meetings and somehow became his client representative working with the designers and architects and the hotel team and that was my first project and I I learned so much and eventually I went back to film but then in 2014, eight years ago, my father asked me, uh, he said that the world is changing so rapidly in ways he couldn't even comprehend it. Neither can I. (laughs) But back then, I mean, even from 2014 to now, it's changed exponentially. But back then he asked, can you create a new boutique hotel brand for me that reflects this changing world? And so I thought it was the most exciting challenge. And even though I don't have business training, I took my training and life experiences in art and culture and channeled that into the creation of Eden as a new boutique hotel brand. And so that's what I've been doing the last eight years, building our teams, working with designers and architects and graphic designers and food experts and people from the music, art and impact world to really build this vision.
0: Oh, that's just so beautifully said, Kat. I love that that's how you got into this world. I mean, of course you grew up in the industry with your father. I, I also grew up in it with my mama. I was just finishing up an interview with her. It was about the trials and tribulations of being in a family business. Kat, I know. Well, I, know you know what I mean. join you in that <laughs> interview. Right, it's yeah, been exactly. Very meaningful. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I love, you know, your passion from art And bringing that into hospitality, I think it's so important. And I think a common thread that I see amongst a lot of boutique hoteliers is this love of art. I think it's something in the brain once we really connect with art. That, you know, you're able to build these very genuine, intimate, authentic experiences. I think it's very much connected to your love and art, whether that's film or whatever medium it is. Art can be so many different things. I know a lot of our listeners are into that world. I actually, by the way, just signed up for art classes. It starts tomorrow. So I'm very excited. But thank you, Kat, for sharing that background information with us. Now well, congrats into- on that. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you before your next Thank question. You. But congrats <laughs> on the art classes because
1: actually the reason I have a hard stop today is because I signed up for a two-year music composition <gasps> degree online. Oh and this whole time I've been working in hospitality and I haven't ever you know, had the time or space to pursue my own artistic <laughs> interests, but made the commitment. And so I'm, yeah, congrats on signing up for your art class.
0: Yeah, congrats on the degree you're about to get. That is so cool, Kat. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you, and thank you. I saw I live in this little hippie community in LA, uh, Topanga, and I saw a little ad for art classes. And I just I think it's so important for everyone to utilize art. Again, it's in it's in different ways. It's in music. It's in painting. It's in architecture, design, branding. There's just so many ways. But I think it. It's something that I need to motivate me, you know, to keep going in my career. So thank you. Um, I want to get to a really important question. And that's the ethos. That's the mission. That's the why. What is the why behind Eaton Workshop?
1: So funny that you should mention you live in Topanga because I've never expressed it this way. But Mm -hmm. I would say that Topanga definitely expresses the spirit of Eaton as does Detroit, if that makes sense. they are such mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. places, but I feel like Eden is a cross between those places. For me, Eden, my dream of Eden originally was for it to be the ultimate gathering place. And the mm-hmm. third place was a, important inspiration for Eaton, this place outside of home and work where you really feel that sense of belonging. And for me, belonging has been a thing that's driven a lot of my life's journey. And it's been really powerful and moving to see how Eaton, through breaking boundaries of what hospitality, designs, the arts, food and beverage, wellness, and placemaking can look like, how Eaton has managed to impact and uplift our cities and our, our neighborhoods. So it's really Reimagining a hotel space as a cultural and community
0: center. Oh my gosh. That was, I've heard so many hotel missions and ethos before. That might be one of my favorite. That's like on my top three, cat. That is so beautiful. I connect with that so much. And it's, it's like you said, it's the place of belonging. That's ahead of survival, right? That's the second thing that a human needs to flourish is a place of belonging. And I think that's so beautiful how that's so into the mission and the why behind your amazing hotel brand. I want to get to Los Angeles now. We both live in LA and you've been here for a while. What is Los Angeles culture to you? So I'm not going to attempt to answer what (laughs) LA culture is (laughs) in
1: general, but through my limited experience, I did go to film school here many years ago, and then I moved back recently. l a is so unique, like even what you mentioned topanga i I wanted to live there. I think there's this um underground like hippie and wellness mm-hmm. and almost spirituality inspired part of l a that I've really loved in my younger years. I lived in Silver Lake and Echo Park, and I remember a lot of also really amazing music venues, live music venues that had a big impact on me. Yeah, I think LA for me is music, art, and wellness.
0: Mm, I love that. You know, by the way, if I didn't live in Topanga, I would live in like Silver Lake or Echo Park. So I, I feel you on that. There's actually, did you know that in Topanga, there's like this music venue there? I forgot what it is, but I'm actually in a couple of weeks. They have live music gatherings all the time. We'll have to go together one of these days. I love that. that lovely. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to show you Topanga. Hopefully, one day we'll build my own little hotel here. We shall see. Oh, that um, would be really special. <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? I think it's just like a culmination of like my own career in hospitality. But we'll see Kat, you'll you'll be you'll be on the guest list for the opening party. Let's manifest it. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to help you if you have any questions along the way. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Well, also, I, this would actually help me to build my own hotel. In your opinion, how can boutique hotels be a vehicle for progression in local communities? So I think that for me, the as
1: I said, the primary inspiration was how to transform this hotel space into a cultural center and a community center. And I mm-hmm. think by having that sincere approach from the beginning, even during pre-opening before we opened both Eaton's, the one in D.C. and in Hong Kong, something we did was we held these... Local listening sessions where we gathered people we thought were making a difference in DC and Hong Kong, in the arts, in food and beverage, in design, in music, in impact. And we gathered them and held these listening sessions where we actually asked them, What can Eaton do for your city? You know, what do you need most? What's the situation in the city now for culture and impact and communities? And what can Eaton do for you? And The feedback we got was, I mean, in Hong Kong especially, was that space was at a premium. And so people with Mm. their passion projects like record shops or different endeavors had all lost their spaces. And what's beautiful is out of that, those listening sessions in Hong Kong, some of the earliest people that came, they ended up co-founding Hong Kong's first women's festival with Eaton, which they've held for four years running and has been this really, I think, transformative resource for the women of Hong Kong of all ages. And so just that's just an example of how um, boutique hotels can really be a vehicle in local communities. Mm -hmm. I think reaching out to make those connections and working with people who are embedded in the communities rather than bringing Mm -hmm. in like a team of people from new york or la or outside places and Mm -hmm. expecting us to know everything but we really made the effort to reach out to locals and kind of craft eaten as a platform for them to continue the work they were already doing
0: we're going to hold on that note for just a moment as we introduce our sponsor solanus They are an intuitive property management system powered by a business intelligence engine, offering the hospitality industry a single robust solution for managing hotels, resorts, vacation rentals, and corporate housing. Its ease of use, streamlined onboarding, and 24-7 support make it the preferred PMS solution. Headquartered in San Diego, Solanus is the vision of hospitality experts and technologists who believe it is time for a new era in property management. Ready to discover how they can work with you to elevate your property? Visit solanus.com to get started. Oh, I love that. And it's just, it's also listening, right? It's that beautiful skill of listening to your neighbors, right? And gathering them. To um, offer that platform to just also listen, I think that's beautiful that you've been doing that, and I wish more hotels would do that. I wish every hotel would do that because I think it's so important because you're right, you know there's gentrification, there's all these different things happening, and I think that there's this happy medium where we can build hotel. yes it's development and it's a new business coming in, but it can also be a platform, you know, to embrace the culture that it already exists there. So I, I love that you do that. I want to get to a little bit of a more intense question here about ownership for boutique hotels and operating them. It's, it's been changing so rapidly. What have you experienced or witnessed about stress points that boutique hotel owners are dealing with today?
1: Well, I think one of the most obvious stress points is definitely what we're coming out of this, you know, the first global pandemic in our lifetimes, which obviously Mm -hmm. deeply impacted the hospitality industry and so many of our workers. So that is a main thing. I think coming back from the pandemic, figuring out how hotels can reflect that change and anticipate it and be there as a resource but also still obviously keep our business going. Another thing I think is the fluctuating real estate and construction market. I've Mm -hmm. done a few projects now from start to finish from working with designers, doing the renovation and architects and with the fluctuating market, there's so many factors that I think if you're an owner, whether it's a small or large property, there's I know there's lots of challenges that have to be overcome, especially in today's climate. And then I think the last thing is how to grow and retain talent. Yeah. Yeah. I think retaining talent is probably one of the biggest stress points because traditionally hospitality has been such a transient field where people do change jobs frequently. I believe that in order to grow a truly sustainable company that really retaining and then growing and helping talent blossom is the best way. But it's definitely tough to do in a competitive market, so.
0: Absolutely, that's that's a huge one. I think that's the number one thing I've heard this last 12 months. And it's just about getting creative and of course, treating your team members right. That actually kind of gets into another point that I wanted to discuss with you. And I have actually, you know, gotten to interact with some of your team members before and everyone just seems so happy. (laughs) It's like they love their jobs and they're just so happy. And I want to know, how do you create a family environment with your teams at your properties? I think an important thing is for our mission, vision and values to not only be reflected for the guests,
1: but also for Mm -hmm. everyone that works there. So if we're about creating an experience of belonging and inspiration for the guest, it should be equally so for all of our team members. So I think it's about having that respect, honesty, showing up without ego, being open Mm -hmm. managers, also being open to constructive criticism and Mm -hmm. having integrity. I think something that connects a lot of the Eden team is the people that really believe in the mission. That we all connect through this greater purpose and this greater, you know, shared passion and interest Mm -hmm. in something we care about. So I think Mm -hmm. having that and also creating the space and time, it's definitely been a little tougher for us because of COVID. Uh, Like, for example, I used to travel to Hong Kong all the time and do teamwork building with the team there. But because of quarantine restrictions, that's been very difficult. But Before the pandemic, when travel was easy, I think um, spending time in person, we put a lot of resources into hosting retreats and team building, which I think were really
0: vital to creating that family atmosphere. Absolutely. And I liked what you said. It's like, it's this greater purpose, I think is so important. And it's what people have realized is most important amid this pandemic. You know, I think being locked in our homes for so long something i can't speak for everyone but something i you know started questioning is like what is my purpose here on earth what is my purpose of my job what is my purpose with my family like everything you just started kind of questioning everything because you all of a sudden had this time so I, i think that's very cool that you embed that into you know how you lead your team so you're an entrepreneur What does it mean to have an entrepreneurial spirit in the hospitality industry? And can you name any great leaders that you've come across in your time in this very interesting world of hospitality? I think
1: this question about what does it mean to have an entrepreneurial spirit, I'll just hearken back to the story I told about my journey, which was it was the challenge from my father about asking me to create this boutique hotel brand that's so much more than a hotel. So Mm -hmm. I think he was truly forward-thinking in creating this space for Eden to be created because he recognized that now with the way businesses are going, you can create a brand that can completely transform that industry that's been around for decades. Mm -hmm. So I think having that foresight to understand you don't have to stick to the traditions or rules that have been there all along. And then in addition to my father, other great leaders I've come across in hospitality. I got to know Chip Conley in my early years of creating Eaton. Very cool. I and love he Chip. Was, he's amazing. And he was a really great mentor. He, One of the insights he shared, which I know is in his book, Modern Elder. We visited him several times at the headquarters in Airbnb when he was working there. And he shared these insights about how He created or he started the Phoenix Hotel years ago in San Francisco, which was at the forefront of, you know, a really unique music-driven and community-driven hotel vision as well. But how with Airbnb and with the way things changed so much in the 2000s to the 2010, how even though he was older than all the people at Airbnb, he was equally learning from them. And I think it's this... Mm unique interaction between yeah generations the same with my mm-hmm. father and me like it's a mutual learning and interaction like i learned so much from him but he's also you know learned from things i've shared and then mm-hmm. i guess i wanted to mention another leader you don't even know her last name but she's a woman called renee and she mm-hmm. was the manager of the pioneer town motel Mm-hmm. Um, in Pioneer Town, which is outside of Joshua Tree. My team and I did an impact re- retreat there a few years ago. And just her care, her down-to-earth care for all of us was just such a, an inspiration to me and my team. And it's, it's so straightforward and simple, but it really comes down to caring about people. And that's what she embodied. So mm. I guess we can get caught up in definitely the disruption and these exciting big picture things, but it's it's also important to remember just how to take care of people when you're in hospitality.
0: Oh, yes. Karen, take care of people. Kat, honestly, I see that being lost. You know what I, oh my gosh, do you know what I saw in doing my research for the BLA newsletter? I saw something that really upset me. And it was this new hotel brand in Italy, and it is a staffless hotel. There is no interaction. I don't even think it's hospitality. And so I called, Mm -hmm. I said, it's not a staffless hotel, it's a lifeless hotel. What are you talking (laughs) about? Because it's like, you know, to care for people and welcome people. I think that's just something so beautiful and that many of us lack in many parts of our life, but we come to a boutique hotel to get to experience that. I love that, and Renee, Mm. if you're listening, I hope you're hearing this. I'll have to come see her in Pioneer Town I love that. And you also made me think of the relationship that I have with Fran, my mom, which is, I think it's the same too. She learns just as much from me as I learn from her, even my taste in music. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll play something and then she's like, you know, she's got the tunes up in the car. And we just, I think we just have this mutual respect for each other that we just want to see each other grow and support each other. And I love that. Well, we're almost ending our time here, but we have a lot of listeners who, like me, are thinking about getting into the hotel ownership space or just entered. Do you have any advice for us (laughs) for boutique hotel ownership? Yes, there are so many
1: things I wish I had known then, like what Mm. I know now that I wish I had known eight (laughs) years ago. I think if you're an aspiring boutique hotel owner or brand founder, I think really taking the time to sit down and think about. What inspires you, like the inspirations and values that you can use as your North Star to guide you through the whole process, so that when you do have tough times, you refer back to that, the reason why you started it in the first place, and always use that as a guide. Because if you have that North Star, then you can overcome most challenges and also stay on track. I think it's really articulating your. Mission and vision and values, articulating the journey that you want your guests to experience from Mm. check in to check out. And also, most importantly, I think, how do you hire and build that team to carry out the execution of the concept? So, plus, there's so much more like working with designers and architects and food Mm -hmm. collaborators, but just as you work with all those different elements, Mm -hmm. using that, the foundation of the mission, vision, values, and North Star, you know, to guide all of it. So it's a
0: cohesive and vision with integrity. I love that. I've never heard a hotelier use North Star before, and I love it. And I hope a lot of hoteliers are listening here. I think that's um, a really unique way of looking at it. Well, to round out this awesome conversation with you, Kat, we always like to end with this question that everyone has a very different opinion on. We all know the word boutique is something personal. Everyone has their own definition. It means something different to everyone. But Kat, what does boutique mean to you? So boutique, I think you actually said it
1: perfectly. I think the the, the conversation we had at the leadership conference last year, you had named Mm it, I think, an Eden and artisan in hotels. And I think that (laughs) approach to artisanship and having this very unique sense of an experiential or an artisan approach about creating an experience both for locals and for travelers, about something more genuine and soulful than Good. a cookie cutter franchise or chain that's the same no matter where you go. So I think, yeah, Boutique hotel is really about how that unique property sees or translate experiences for the traveler or local.
0: Absolutely, and also to everyone listening, I think cookie cutter—it's not just design. It's something I want to add in here: just because your hotel looks different, it can still be cookie cutter in so many different ways. It's the philosophy, it's how you build your team, it's your ethos, it's how you're gathering the local community. Are you using a formula, or are you taking each property and building it for that local culture? This is the key difference, and that's what you've done beautifully with your properties, Kat. I'm taking you out to my favorite cafe, depending on your living cafe, matcha on me. <laughs> we'll do something in person, Kat. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being an amazing leader and role model in this industry. Like I said, I, I've been following you for years. I was <laughs> so excited to finally get to interview you last year at the leadership conference. Hope to see you at this year's leadership conference, which we've rebranded to be the Boutique Hotel Owners Conference. So hopefully I see you there in LA this fall. And thank you, Kat.
1: Thank you, Ariella, to you and your mom. I always love our conversations and find them so inspiring and hopeful. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye, everyone. See you next time. This podcast is brought to you by Solanus, the intuitive boutique hotel property management system. Thanks for listening to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us know what you think. To learn more about the world of boutique hospitality, be sure to check out our website, B-L-L-A